Welcome to another inspirational message from Gateway Life Church. We're so glad that you've joined us and trust that this podcast will be a blessing to you. As I was preparing my heart to minister today, I really did hear the whisper of the Holy Spirit saying to bring a message about how to hear God's voice from 1 Samuel chapter 3. It's really important that we hear from God and not just hear about God. What do you think is more important for your own life? What what do you think is more important for your own marriage, for your own personal life, social life, your business? Is it to know about God? Is it to hear about Him or to hear from Him regarding the hour that you're in? It's one of the reasons why we have the book of James, which talks about not being a hearer only, but a doer of what we're hearing. And so before we take a look at this 1 Samuel chapter 3 story today, I did also want to remind us that in this earthly life, you know, there are many challenges in this earthly life. Uh, Jesus actually promised that in this life you're going to have trouble. Not exactly a great promise, but he wanted us to, uh, to be aware and he wanted us to remember so that we could also be prepared. You've heard me say time and time again, the worst kind of test and the worst kind of fight is the one that you don't know you're in. Because if you're in a war and you don't know you're in a war, then how are you going to combat your enemy? And so I did want to remind us that uh, when it comes to this earthly life, we have one of three voices speaking to us most of the time. One of three, and they are number one, the secular, number two, the satanic. That might be a little bit too heavy for some people, especially if you're new to the things of faith. It wouldn't be too heavy for those who are seasoned in the faith. But it actually might be a little bit too heavy for those who don't really know about the spiritual world. And I think it's also important, like I've already said, that uh, we're in a war, we're in a fight. The Bible says, fight the good fight of faith and that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in the the ways of God. And we have a, a spiritual enemy and his name is Satan. And he too is wanting to speak to us. Okay, so number one, the secular, number two, the satanic, and of course, number three, the spiritual. Let me define it just for you for a few moments, and hopefully some lights will go on, and we'll be able to lay hold of what God is saying. So the secular, voices that include the secular, have to do with our own flesh, our own minds, what our minds tell us, our thoughts, the lusts of the flesh and worldly ways or wisdom. The satanic includes the belief in demonic lies, doctrines of demons, doubts, suggestions from the enemy, suspicions and manipulative temptations. And then, of course, there's the spiritual. And that includes the reading of God's Word, Holy Spirit promptings and uh, leadings and whispers and, and convictions, and of course, the, the wisdom 
that comes from godly counsel, having the right community around you and the right kind of encouragement. We need all of those things. In actual fact, as we look at this 1 Samuel chapter 3 story today, you'll see the value of having the right people in your life. We've got to be ready. We've got to be prepared. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. God always comes into a prepared atmosphere. God always speaks when there's a prepared heart, a sanctified heart. Jesus also said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. I just want to say that another reason why people can be so confused, even in their spiritual life, or about making a choice or a decision is simply because they're so full of so many things. We're so hungering and thirsting for so many things. And there's not often a lot of room for the Word of God. But let's take a look at uh, the story of God's call upon Samuel's life. And uh, this is a story found in 1 Samuel chapter 3. And the good news is this, that this story exists to help us to discern and to know when God is calling us and speaking to us. And so, you know, Samuel was the son of Hannah and uh, Hannah had desired a son and prayed to the Lord for him. And so the Lord responded, gave Hannah a baby boy. Uh, Hannah was so grateful that she dedicated Samuel for a lifetime of work to God. So Samuel went to live with a priest by the name of Eli. And one of the crucial things that Eli, one of the greatest things that Eli taught Samuel was how to listen and to tune in to the voice of God. I hope that today we can establish that God wants to speak to you. He wants to speak to you in greater measure. Not just on a Sunday. Uh, he wants to speak to you regarding your circumstances, regarding whatever it is you feel challenged with in life. He wants to speak into your situation. But the question is, will we allow him to do that? And so in 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 1 to 10, I'm just summarizing this for you. Samuel awoke in the middle of the night because he heard someone calling out his name. Please keep in mind that Samuel is just a small boy. And so he heard someone calling out his name. And so he ran to Eli uh, because he thought that Eli had called out to him. But Eli said that he hadn't called his name and that Samuel should go back to bed. And so that's what he did. Samuel went back to bed. But soon after, he heard a voice calling him again. And so he went back to Eli. But again, Eli said, I didn't call you. It wasn't me. Just go back to bed. And so Samuel did so. But of course, Samuel heard a voice calling his name a third time. And so again, he went to Eli's bedside. But finally, Eli came to the realization that God was now calling this boy. God is calling this boy and he's got something to say to him. And so Eli, being Samuel's priest and mentor, someone who had great experience and good counsel, 
then said to Samuel that if you hear the voice speaking again, say to the voice, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And the Lord called to Samuel again. And this time Samuel replied with, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. You know, even if you feel or perhaps you're not quite sure if God is speaking to you or not, but it might feel like God, you can still reply by saying, speak, Lord, for I'm listening. Holy Spirit, you might pray, give me ears to hear. Give me eyes to see. Because you see, the Bible says that we see in part. Ever come out of the shower, a hot shower, and the, the, the mirror is all fogged up? And sometimes you've got to go like this or, I don't know, uh, get the hair dry out and blow away all the fog or whatever. And you can see in part, okay? And that, but as you persist, like the mirror begins to clear and you see a greater part. This is what it's like with the Word of God. You know, God wants to test you and I to see if we want to really hunger and thirst after Him. I think to myself that sometimes what we want the Lord to do is just give us the whole picture straight away to begin with. But how would we then walk by faith? And God wants to test the genuineness of our faith. He wants to see if we will love and appreciate and embrace the small. You know, there's a reason why the Bible says don't despise the day of small beginnings. And so today I want to talk about four simple keys to hearing God's voice. Point number one, point number one, God's voice is learned. It is learned. God's voice is learned. At first, Samuel didn't know God's voice was actually God's voice. He had to learn how to recognize when God was calling him and speaking. And the point that I know the Holy Spirit wants us to be aware of as a people of God today is that it takes time. Don't be discouraged. It takes time, which is why we need an Eli in our lives to help us to discern when God is speaking and how to respond. So be patient. Be patient. Point number two. God's voice is patience. You see, Samuel didn't know it was God calling him to begin with, but God kept on calling out to Samuel until he got it. And one of the ways that you can know that God is calling you and I into something to maybe stand up and to step out into uh, an area of faith is that that same voice will be reoccurring. It'll keep on coming back, you know, personally, through the teaching, through the Word of God, through people. And God will keep on calling out until we get it. You know, to me, this proves that God is patient with us. You know, God didn't give up on Samuel after the first time, after the second time, the third time. And perhaps even if Eli hadn't said, hey, if you hear that voice again, just respond this way. Even if Eli hadn't given that counsel, I, I tend to believe that God still would have continued to call Samuel until he responded. 
And so I do want to give this word of caution, though. Even though God will continue to call out to us, I do believe, however, that there comes a time that if we willfully ignore God's voice and call, that He'll find someone else who'll say yes. And I have actually seen that time and time again, where people have been called by God to step into a a particular area or opportunity, but they willfully ignored it and God moved on to someone else. So don't take your opportunity. If God's calling you, then you are God's choice. You are God's choice, April. You are God's choice, Rosie. Tyson, yeah, Woo! You are God's. (laughs) That's great. You are God's choice. Point number three, God's voice is discerned. It is, it must be discerned. Eli knew that Samuel had never heard God's voice before, so he helped him how to discern what was happening. And most of us would know that God speaks in, in so many ways. Uh, But he primarily speaks to us through the Bible and through the Holy Spirit. Uh, Once upon a time, you know, someone said to God, Lord, just tell me what you want me to do and just write it in the sky. And God said, I'll do better than that. I'll give you a book. I'll give you a book. And I'd like to invite you to read it, God says. Give me the opportunity, says the Lord to speak to you through my word. And of course, this will be, you know, confirmed by the, the, the unction and the anointing and the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. But he also speaks to us through circumstances, through words of encouragement and the counsel of others. There can also be a great, great deep peace within our hearts. Through God speaks to us through dreams, through visions. In the Bible, God even spoke a message through a donkey. How about that? He even used a rooster in the New Testament to uh, bring to pass a prophetic declaration. And of course, he speaks to us through thoughts and through nature. You know, when I first got saved... When I first uh, became born again, God used to speak to me through music all the time. Why was that? I was a DJ for a couple of years. Imagine that. Imagine me. What sort of look is that behind a desk? I've got the headphones on. I'm trying to, you know, cue up the next, uh, you know, vinyl. It was all vinyls back then. Isn't it funny how vinyls are coming back now? Yeah. And there's a group called The Vinyls, I think, or is it whatever? I don't know. I'm making it up now, I think. But, and, and, but it was just a big part of my life. And, you know, I had imports from America. I had my milk crates full of records, long plays, short plays. And, and I did this for a couple of years. But when I became born again, when I asked Jesus to come into my life and forgive me of all my sins, he opened up my eyes, and now my spirit that was once upon a time dead was now resurrected by the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, to begin with in my message today, uh, I talked about how, you know, there are three different kinds of voices that speak to us, the secular, the satanic, and the spiritual. 
Well, before I became born again, it was primarily the secular and the satanic. Hardly any spiritual at all. Why was that? Because I was dead in my sins. But when I became born again, I asked Jesus to come into my life. And the Holy Spirit came upon me because I surrendered the old way of doing life. I surrendered the the satanic ways, the secular ways, and I responded to God's spiritual ways. And so when I did that, I was putting to death the secular and the satanic influences. And I opened up my heart and I said, Jesus, light of the world, Lord and Savior healer, come into my life. And because I had opened up the gateway of my heart, Jesus came in and now my eyes were open. My eyes that were once upon a time darkened by the satanic and the secular had now been opened because of the light of Christ within me. That's why Jesus said there will come a time when they who have sat in deep darkness will behold a great light. That's what happened to me. And so, but I still DJed for a little while. And you know, the most amazing thing would happen when I would DJ or when I would listen to music. I would actually hear God speaking to me through certain lyrics of the songs, lyrics that lined up with the Word of God. And it would touch my heart and it would move me and it would convict me of the things that I was even doing. So it got to a place because of what God was doing in my life that I stopped DJing because I didn't like the atmosphere that I was creating. I was creating a party atmosphere. I was playing songs that would cause you know, people to move in certain ways that was very suggestive and seductive and lustful and things like that. And to me, I didn't want to facilitate that kind of environment. But God would speak to me through the words of a song, and I would weep. You see, when your heart is open, And when you're expectant, when you have a prepared heart, a clean heart, a heart that desires to hunger and thirst after him, God will speak to you all day long. And can I just say a little side note? The presence and the power of the Holy Spirit so wants to come upon you and raise you up to a whole new level of power and Christ-likeness. But there's only one condition. He can only come upon those things that have died. The Holy Spirit wants to come upon you, but he can only do so when you die to yourself. That's Christianity 101, in case you're wondering. That ought not to be something that you hear years down the track. That ought to be something that you hear as foundational to your Christian walk. Okay, Paul said, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live, I live by faith in what the Son of God did for me because he loves me. Point number four, God's voice is followed. So I think this is a really important one. Number one, point number one, God's voice is learned. God's voice is patient. That's number two. Number three, God's voice is discerned. And number four, God's voice is followed. Um, I got more good news. Jesus, he wants to speak to us all the time. 
That's beautiful. You're like concerning your marriage, right? Concerning your marriage, concerning not and not your not your spouse. <laughs> he may want to. The Holy Spirit would mostly speak to you about your spouse when it comes to how you can bless your spouse. But primarily, the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you about you. Okay. So he wants to speak to us in our marriages, if you're married, in your family life, your social life, uh, perhaps with your confidence. Holy Spirit wants to speak to you about your confidence, about how to be strong, how to advance, how to show up, stand up, step out, and all of that. And I'll prove it to you. In John chapter 16, verse 12, it says, Jesus said, I still have many things to say to you. But then he goes on to say, but you cannot bear them right now. Another version says, I have much to say to you, but you are not able to grasp it now. God, Jesus has many things that he wants to say to you and I. Not some things, not occasionally, but many things. So why would he then say, but you cannot bear them now? I think it's twofold, personally. I think there are some things that Jesus wants to say to us, but we may not be able to bear it. Perhaps we're not, perhaps because we're not quite bearing what he's telling us to do right now. And, um, and I think the other reason is because we don't have a prepared heart. We're not hungry enough. We're not thirsty enough. We're not, perhaps, can I say, can I say that perhaps we're not dedicated enough? That's, that's for you to decide, not for me to judge. I've got to look at myself. But perhaps one of the reasons why he can't say some things is because we wouldn't be able to discern it and comprehend it. When you hear, the, when you hear God's voice, simply say, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Listening is important to God. In the book of Revelation, Jesus speaks to the seven churches and at the end of each letter, he concludes the writing with, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. In John chapter 10, verse 27, Jesus also said, my sheep, they listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. So I think that what we should do today is to pray that the Holy Spirit would give us ears to hear and eyes to see. Holy Spirit, I thank you for what you're doing in this place. Speak to me. Here I am. Speak to me. And now I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would give every single person listening to the sound of my voice here today Ears to hear, eyes to see, and a willing and surrendered heart that will simply listen and obey. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Gateway Life Church. For more information, please visit gatewaylifechurch.org.au. God bless and have a great day.